Grant County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that lived them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Hello and welcome to Where We Landed, a podcast about stories of the amazing people that live and love Grant County. I'm in studio today with my friend on my right here, Miss Kylie Jackson. Hey, everybody. And on my left, my other really good friend, Alicia Hazelwood. Hello, hello. And I am Iris Brunner. It's a ladies' day. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to try Except something for our different. Guests. Oh, go was, for it. I was going to say, cheers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, it doesn't feel right. All right. <laughs> I still am struggling with Scott stealing my, uh, my intro, but... Yes, it's a good day. <laughs> We're going to just carry on with that. And I'm going to keep working on that intro now that I feel uh, compelled to find something new. Yeah, so. everyone's invested now. I so know. you got to uh, yeah. get right. <sighs> so, Kylie, I'm going to turn it over to you. Let's All do right. some fun stuff. Okay, I'm really liking these where we landed. I feel like um, it's a good it's a good way to get to know each other. Um, and so I'm feeling feeling good about this. I've got a few for us. Guest, you yeah. will participate in this okay. too. Okay, I'm ready. All right. <clears throat> First, would you rather take a bumpy two-mile ride sitting wedged, feet hanging out in the main compartment of a small metal shopping cart? Wait, what? You got that visual? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, okay. Or take a 25-mile ride in the empty but rotating bin of a cement truck? Shopping cart. I'm choosing the cement. I think the cement would be kind of fun. It's like a hamster wheel. Yeah. Yeah. Evan? It, yeah. 25 if, miles as far, though. If it could be like padded inside the ceiling. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I'm like, that could be kind of fun. That sounds much more painful than being cramped up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think I'd pick the cement truck. It's two miles in a bumpy, mm. a bumpy shopping cart. Sounds miserable. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely okay. lose some feeling and some feet and legs and mm-hmm. things. Would you rather. Be born with an elephant trunk or a giraffe neck. Mm. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. There's so many jokes in there. <laughs> you want to go first, Iris? Uh, I'm going to choose the neck. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going there. Mm-mm. Let's skip Alicia for a second. Evan. I, f- I feel like the trunk would be more practical. Whereas okay. the neck would just introduce, you know, inconvenience, like you'd be having to duck all the time. Uh-huh. But the 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 trunk, you could just kind of use it when you need to. You use could pick it up peanuts and, and yeah, you can steer your Tesla with it, right? Yeah, you can drive your car. You could vacuum the floor. You could, you know, your Tesla. You, we talked off air about yeah. your horn. You would choose a different horn sound, then, wouldn't you? Well, obviously, an elephant with his trunk would be yeah. the sound on my yeah, Tesla. Yeah. For sure. yeah. All right, Alicia, have you, have you collected? yourself no Alicia needs a moment (laughs) um definitely has tears right now um I want to say neck (laughs) I'm gonna say neck as well um I think we just move on to the next one. <laughs> we're, we're, we're decidedly split up on gender lines. 
<laughs> okay, next one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Would you rather come home to find that a prankster has nailed all your windows shut or has taken the labels off of all your canned goods? Ooh. Oh, nail my windows shut. <laughs> I can fix that problem, but if they yeah. take the labels off your canned goods, you got to open them all. Right. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I have a whole lot of canned goods. I'm going to be super annoyed by my windows mm-hmm. with holes. I don't even like putting holes in the wall to like hang up uh, pictures. I'd mm. use the 3M strips. So oh, yeah. Nails, holes in the walls commitment for me. <laughs> you, aren't, you aren't even at that level of commitment? <laughs> no, huh? no, not even with pictures. I'm like, I don't know if I want that there anymore. So, so yeah, take the labels. You can have them. <laughs> Surprise, kids. You're having. <laughs> what are we having tonight? Green kids? beans and. Salmon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I say take the labels off. We'll make it a. A surprise casserole. Yeah, I kind of like the idea. Mr. Meat. Yeah. Mr. Meat. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's all I have for Would You Rather. Ooh, those were were not bad. Those were a lot. Okay. I have recollected myself now from the question. (laughs) Um, I am really excited for our guest today. Uh, We have in studio with us Evan Gilmore. And I met Evan probably... Oh, let's see. I've been at the United Way 10 years, maybe eight, nine years ago when the United Way transferred from doing the telethon to producing Rock the Way. Um, I had met Kylie and Evan around the same time um, when we did that event. And Evan's been a volunteer for the United Way for several years. His wife uh, runs and owns Lark Song here in the community. And um, he's just had a lot of interesting jobs and has done a really cool documentary. So we thought it'd be fun to have you on. Um, And I am also, just for argument's sake, I am technically Evan's boss. Full disclosure. (laughs) Full disclosure. Evan has been with the United Way now three weeks as the marketing and communications coordinator. So welcome, Evan, to our show. Well, thank you. Glad to be here. Welcome. Evan, before we go any further, Alicia mentioned that she met us both at around the same time. Do you remember what your responsibility was <laughs> at Rock the Way down. that year? The first year? Yeah. What was your job? That one that we worked together we were, when we were on the committee together. You, you and I worked on? No, I'm just asking you no. what, what your job was at there. <laughs> She's giving me crap for the job she had. <laughs> oh, well, I, was I, was, the, I was the bounce house attendant. You were the bounce house attendant. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that was... Alicia, we barely knew each know other. Her. I did not know in fairness. There are, there are no small jobs at yes. Rock the Way. In fairness, I did not know Kylie at all, and I just needed someone to watch the bounce house. She was young, and That's I thought, amazing. cool, watch the bounce house. I have paid you back for that by watching your bounce house several times. Um, I was going to say, I think I've watched a bounce house for Kylie, too. Okay. <laughs> Maybe I got my face painted, too, once. She's just <laughs> called my bluff. <laughs> you just have this look about you that says, I will stop all shenanigans at a bounce house. That's the general vibe you give yeah, off. That's, so. I mean, that's, that's what I'm going for, so I'm glad that that's... And I think Evan ran the stage, so... <laughs> hey, oh, I do remember Something that. Something like said, that. I'll I do stop those shenanigans by leaving. The bounce house. <laughs> yeah, I never got assigned to the bounce house again. Thank goodness. Right, sorry, because I'm sorry. I got us completely sidetracked. I'd but. love to know that story. That's I'm like, great. So sorry, I signed yeah. you up for the bounce house. I'll never make you do it again, and I never did. Just to be clear. I mean, maybe for old times' sake. No. <laughs> All right, I got us way off track there. You introduced Evan really well, and. 
and I'm ready to learn more about him. So oh, okay. first Fun question, question. Yes. Evan, is always just tell us how you landed here. How did I land here? Well, man, okay. So I graduated from uh, college. I went to Anderson University and graduated in 07. And um, my wife, Megan, was going to graduate school at Indiana Wesleyan. And so we uh, settled down here in Marion and rented a house over on South Harmon Street. And uh, we were here for maybe a year or two. And then we took a year up in Fort Wayne. We lived up there while I was working in Fort Wayne, uh, but then pretty quickly moved back down to Grant County. I was working at Taylor University in Upland um, for a year or two doing uh, media services there, helping with events and things. And then I got hired at Indiana Wesleyan, where I worked in technically in the IT department um, as a new media specialist, where basically I got to have so much fun working with new technology and figuring out how to use it in the classroom, solving technology puzzles is from frustrated professors who wanted to do something and couldn't figure it out. And I loved uh, the, the challenge. So that was a fun uh, job. I really liked working there. That was about seven years, I think. Was, uh, yeah. So that was I left there in 2016. Um, went to help uh, my friend Ryan McCarty start a business called Culture of Good with Scott Moorhead. Um, that was kind of a consultancy working with businesses um, to figure out how to improve their company culture and really um, kind of put the heart and soul back into work. Um, that was a great experience. And then after that, I uh, my most recent job before back here at the United Way was I was working for a creative agency down in Indianapolis um, where I got to do all sorts of fun media projects and digital projects for clients, both nonprofit and in the corporate area and some really fun creative work, too. So and then we landed back here at the United Way just three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> so while you were down, um, was it when you worked at Sexton Creek or before that, that you did the documentary? And could you tell us a yeah, little bit about that? Sure. Um, so while I was working there, um, my title was director of special projects. So all the the unusual things got sent my way. <laughs> Um, Who's going to handle this? Exactly. Sounds yeah. like a special project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, there was a uh, tribe out in Oklahoma, the Modoc Nation, that was doing some business-related work with us with some business services. And they said, you know, we really – they're the smallest tribe in Oklahoma. There's hundreds of tribes out there, and they were the smallest one of all of them. And they have a fascinating story of uh, resilience and strength and survival – um, being removed from where they originally were in California. And oh, wow. so they uh, said, we really want our story to be told because it hasn't been. And they approached us and asked if we would partner with them and tell that story and make that film. And we said, absolutely, we'd, we'd love to, we'd be honored to. So um, I was able to work as producer on that film and put together a small crew of very talented folks that um, did a great job and we had an amazing time uh, learning and kind of soaking up this history and culture from these people and just learning from them. They were also co-producers on the project because it was their story that was being told. And we spent some time out in the lava beds of California, um, up in Southern Oregon, um, out with the bison in the fields in Oklahoma. And um, it was really great to 
be able to see that project through. So we finished that project and that is we're right now seeking distribution for that. So hopefully we'll get it somewhere, maybe on public television or maybe streaming online. And um, yeah, we'll let you know where that goes. Yeah, I was just getting ready to ask, how can we find that? <laughs> how can we watch it? Yeah. yeah. We've but, had some folks mention maybe doing like a local screening. We could probably do something oh, like that. Oh, that'd be awesome. Um, just wherever there's interest. We've also just this week actually entered it into several film festivals across the country. Very so, interesting. So cool. Yeah. so cool. We'll see his name in lights. <laughs> I don't know. I hired Evan and knew Producer him when. Evan Gilmore. <laughs> well, I love being the guy behind the scenes. So I don't know if I ever want my name like headlining, but, <laughs> but it, um, it's always fun to help uh, see a project through like that. Very good. We know that you are married to a wonderful woman and yes. have some wonderful kids that have yes. been running around our office. So you want to share a little <laughs> bit about um, how you met. So you were at Anderson, graduated from Anderson. Yeah. And you said that yeah. she was going to school at Indiana Westlands. So how did you guys all meet? You know, we and met in uh, junior high, actually. We were going to the same church. Oh, wow. And um, for me, it was love at first sight. Uh, she took a little bit more convincing. So <laughs> um, I think it was a slow burn there. And eventually she came around. <laughs> and, then, and she was a year ahead of me because I took a year off after high school. Um, but then my freshman year of school, I think reality finally hit her and she realized there was something here. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, that's when we started seeing each other and then, um, but yeah, she was going to IWU. I went to Anderson and then, um, it, it was, uh, happily ever after from there, I guess. Yeah. Evan, where, it, where is original home? Where, where did the story start? Yeah. Well, I was born in Indi Indianapolis, okay. but I grew up down in Birmingham, Alabama. Okay. So it was like when I was very young, like one or two, we moved down there. Um, so I am technically a Southern boy, I guess. I don't have much of the accent left because <laughs> we moved back here in junior high. Um, still have a lot of family and friends down there. Um, but yeah, that's that's where I grew up. It was a definitely culture shock, I think, going from Alabama to Indiana. And it's um, shaped a lot of who I am, I think. How so? Oh, go ahead. I was going to ask what facilitated the move to Alabama. It was all my uh, dad's work. He worked for the, the federal government and um, has, as bureaucracy is, they, <laughs> they shuffle people around. Yeah. But um, it is beautiful down there. Uh, Alabama has some of the most hidden gems of country, I think, in terms of scenery. Well, you are uh, our third Alabama guest yeah. in the mm -hmm. last. Oh, really? Month, month and a half. Yeah. Janet Blake and Loretta Tappan, also yep. Alabama oh, roots. Yeah. So yeah. I'll have to talk to Janet about that. Yeah. yeah she was born there. Really? Yeah. Yep. So then when you made the move back, mm -hmm. I'm assuming it was like the Indy area then. Mm -hmm. Is that where it was? Yeah. Okay. Down towards Indianapolis. Uh, my folks still live in Noblesville. Okay. And um, that's where I spent my high school years, so to speak. And, um, and up near there is where my wife did too. Um, so yeah, that's where we're from. So, I, I mean, obviously I hear you say, you know, jobs brought you back to the area. Um, but what is keeping you in the area? <laughs> right. Cause yeah. I mean, you, you can find a job anywhere, right? right. No, close your ears, Lacey. <laughs> Don't, listen. <laughs> Don't listen. But I mean, do you, I mean, do you see what I'm saying? I'm like, you could have picked anywhere else. Yeah. Um, well, and even your last job, I mean, you were right. working in Indianapolis, mm -hmm. but never left 
here. Yeah, right. Still yeah. living here. Yeah, I, I don't see us leaving Grant County anytime soon. Um, ever since we kind of put roots down here, uh, we very quickly recognize there's something special about this community. And, you know, we can attribute that to all sorts of things. I, one of them, I think, is the size. It's a great, it's kind of the perfect sweet spot in terms of the size of community because you never go to the store somewhere without seeing someone you know and saying hi and, being able to check in on your neighbors and, and that kind of thing. And there's a support system there too, that is invaluable. Um, especially going through things like we have the past couple of years. I mean, it's a really tight knit community and there's something about Grant County's resilience too. Um, there's been a lot that the community as a whole has been through over the past, I mean, century even. And um, it really defines who they are. So, Especially when we think of the people, I think there's a lot of heart there um, that really draws us to this community. So you do have family. You and Megan obviously mm -hmm. married, yeah, and have you two have kids. Yep, yeah. Elliot and Bella. Elliot is uh, 13, so we officially have a teenager now. <laughs> oh my gosh. And Isabella is nine, and. She's been enjoying running around the office here in downtown <laughs> Marion and hiding little notes for people and stealing candy and all sorts of things. So meeting Chauncey was yeah. a highlight. So she got to meet Kylie's dog and that was that was a thrill. But Perk, um, perks of downtown, right? Yeah. Right. Being in the hive. I was going to say, you've made it if you've met Chauncey. Right. Yeah. And been accepted by Chauncey. Yeah. That's the other piece, too. You have made it. So you shared, like, so you worked in Indianapolis, but you never left here. Yeah. Um, what are some of the things that um, caused you to look for positions that would bring you closer back to home? Because Iris is right. You could have chose to work anywhere. Sure. Yeah. So um, what kind of drove that thought process and that decision for you mm. now that we're in that generation that does like mm. choose where they want to live and then find the job? Right. Yeah. It is kind of a whole different ball game now, the way that people are looking for work and deciding where they work. Um, for me, I mean, my background is uh, pretty multifaceted. Uh, I've worked in media and production and design and digital work. Um, kind of a whole gamut of things. I don't consider myself an expert at any one of them, though. So um, I thought to myself, you know, when I'm looking at what I want to do, I want to be able to invest those talents and abilities that I have into my community. I want to see them um, kind of fuel the growth that's happening here, because I think there is a lot of really positive growth that's happening in Marion and Grant County right now. Um, so I really decided, you know, my next move was going to be doing something where I could give back a little bit and in, in a way, and that's, I think what's happened here at the United Way. Yeah. So you said you're seeing a lot, tell us more about this positive growth in Grant County that you're seeing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's, it's been fascinating even just to see downtown in the past few years, you know, everyone knows that, um, it's been kind of the desire of the community to see some revitalization in the area. Everyone's always talked about that for a while and I, we're finally seeing it. And I think what's really cool is, you know, there've been a lot of, uh, proposed plans and opportunities that have kind of come and gone that people have looked at as kind of the big, I don't know, the brass ring or something like, Oh, if we can just get part of this program or the state program or federal program, and it's never quite worked out. I mean, we've had some great um, smaller opportunities and funding come in, but the big 
uh, picture has never quite been realized. And so what you're seeing is people are just like, well, you know what? I'll do it myself. Yeah. And so people are, you know, renovating spaces downtown. They're um, restoring historic buildings downtown, uh, stuff like what Mike Halstead is doing and uh, Chris Kennedy and all these folks are really um, putting their money where their heart is, I think. Mm -hmm. And that is so exciting to see. Um, you know, a lot of our sister and neighbor uh, communities have kind of gone through revitalization periods, whether you're looking at Wabash or Kokomo or um, any of those spots. And I think it's just contagious, you know, when people see good stuff happening, they want to join in. So, Well, that's a really great point too, because there was a couple of years there where we were really vying for the Stellar Grant yeah. and, you know, Ultimately, we did not receive it, but it was so great to see everybody come together right. and say, okay, yeah. we've got this goal. Let's all head that direction. Mm -hmm. And yeah, we were a little beat up afterwards and we we're like, oh, licking our wounds and saying, okay, well, what are we going to do next? And yeah, you're right. It's a hundred percent. It's everybody's just taking little bites. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, what can we do? What can I do over here? Is it, you know, painting a curb? Is it doing this? Is it putting yeah. planters out? You know, while in the end of the day, it's not a huge splash, but it's definitely a move, a move in the right direction. So, Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think it's really great. even if, you know, people might get discouraged at some of certain plans falling through and not happening the way they anticipated, mm -hmm. it's kind of like this exercise, right? Like it's an exercise for our minds and spirits to kind of be positioned in a positive, hopeful um, place. Like we're kind of Right. thinking forward rather than just you know getting frustrated at what's yeah. not the way we or, want it to be or not even trying right because exactly, it's easy yeah. to just sit down and not even try or oh, to not take that risk right. um so but to I, even just allow ourselves to dream a little bit i yeah. think that really gets the the pump primed so yeah. to speak where we landed is sponsored today by kb computers located in the boston hill center in marion when you find yourself in need of computer repair web services, or business IT, KB Computers is able to help. You will work directly with the local team that can meet your needs with amazing customer service. Open Monday through Thursday, 9 to 5.30, and Friday from 9 to 5, the KB Computer team is ready to help. Just give them a call at 765-668-7700 or reach them via Facebook at facebook.com slash Inc. Thank you to KB Computers for sponsoring today's podcast. That's really great. And I think it's interesting too, you brought it up, Iris, and made me think of it <clears throat> in regards to people not even trying. And I think back, we've done the Brene Brown study that talks about like the people in the arena, right? Yeah. And what that looks like. And we do get beat up on and that type of thing. And you ran for office. I did, yeah. And put your name in the hat and got out there <laughs> and said, I would do this. And um, while we were all extremely upset that that did not turn out, like mm. you said, the way we wanted it to, sure. um, tell us a little bit about that experience and just going out in a community that um, many of the people that were on the ballot are names that everybody recognizes and yeah. here you are young and running for this position what drove you there and what was just your experience through that process yeah it was a really positive experience um all, all things considered <laughs> so i know sometimes people look at the end result and are like oh man that that really stinks that that um you know i didn't win or, or the, uh, some of our other friends didn't win but 
I, I have no regrets about that. And I definitely would do it again. Um, I wouldn't change anything. I like I to hear say. that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no was commitments. That, was that for a the, commitment? No, 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 no commitments for the future. We're always breaking yet, news. He, on I was going to say, he dodged that question on Good Morning Grant County. <laughs> <laughs> However. But I, I'll just say from Your a cheeks personal. cheeks are getting a little red. I yeah. brought you to this podcast today to make an announcement. Put me on the spot. <laughs> Sorry. The spot. Um, but I really appreciate what. Uh, I gained from that experience, which was so much more than just running for office. It was meeting so many people in our community that have a heart for this community and making it a better place. Um, and sure, when politics get involved, we have different ideas of how to do that. But we all want the same thing, which is, I think, one of the biggest things I learned was that, you know, regardless of um, what party you're with or what your ideologies are, or where you come from, what your background is. We all want to see positive change in our community. And when you get to sit down face to face and talk to people and hear what different people's hopes and dreams are and what their struggles are and challenges, um, it really brings us together and makes us more connected. And I think um, if we live united. Oh, you know, see? So glad Already. I hired him. We can do more united than we can separate. In in fairness, he was a United Way volunteer long before we hired him. <laughs> <laughs> so he would have said that beforehand. Totally, totally would have. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it was it was great. And I would especially say um to anyone out there who's even remotely thinking about running for office locally, please do. Um, and there are even, there are positions, whether it's school board, or even if you just want to get involved in your precinct, which is in Grand County, pretty much just your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. um, th there are opportunities there for you to step in and get involved, see how the process works, get to know some people that you might not otherwise. And um, it, it's something that can benefit everybody. Very good. Well, I'm a policy nerd. So of course, I was yes. all about it. But <laughs> <laughs> And you did a great job moderating the panels oh well that's thanks to kylie that's yeah. the chamber doohickey that i do so yeah. uh, so evan i um when when you and and some of our other friends um decided to run it was um it was such a a breath of fresh air um to see new young candidates yeah. why do you think it is um and it's not just in grant county but what do you think the hesitancy is among um the younger population is it we feel like we haven't paid our dues or mm, we haven't had the experience what is what's the holding us back yeah i think sometimes there is a bit of self-doubt like oh do i really have what it takes i don't know everything about this topic or this policy area or i don't even know anything about politics why would i get involved um but at the local level it's such an easy place to start um you know you're not running for statewide office or national office you're just trying to make a difference in where you live um, and you probably do know those issues. You know what's happening in the school. You know what's happening on the roads you drive to work every day. So um, that's a place where anyone can make a change. And I, I think that we shouldn't let that kind of self-doubt creep in that um, that does sometimes. I feel like it's a lot of responsibility, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, I can. Uh, essentially, you know, folks are saying, I'm, I'm choosing you and I want you yeah. to make these decisions on my behalf. And mm -hmm. I feel like for me, that carries a lot of weight and a lot of responsibility. And yeah, and I, I certainly um, the, the folks that are 
holding office right now have my respect and sympathies for <laughs> what they have to go through and the pressures they're up against because it's not an easy job for mm -hmm. sure but it's you know somebody's got to do it so yeah. to speak so um, and, and you're never going to make everybody happy no no mm -hmm. absolutely that that was one of the harder lessons <laughs> <laughs> i learned mm -hmm. there's you know some some people it, it, yeah are just going to be the way they are yeah and in a little tiny bit of your brain, aren't you glad that you didn't get elected to have to deal with pandemic? I mean, it was, you know, it was interesting because just, you know, a month or two after that is when things kind of went south. And it, right. I was like, man, what did we dodge? Yeah. Goodness. But again, the folks who are there dealing with it, I mean, my respect to them. Absolutely. So Evan, what do you, um, you know, you're not, not from here originally. Um, I'm sure your family comes up to see the kids, comes up to visit. Mm -hmm. What is it you guys do out in the community when they come? Is are there, you guys have a favorite restaurant? Mm. What do you, something outside? What do you like to do? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we do, we are fortunate to have a lot of really great restaurants here. We love, um, going to Payne's, yes. uh, which is a great one over, um, towards the highway and then of course uh, obi's barbecue is fantastic if you like me are the only non-vegetarian in your family <laughs> it, it feels like um so you will occasionally see me there by myself feel free to say hi you just need to invite us yeah, we'll, go. we'll go with right. you <laughs> right um and of course uh, los amores is fantastic we have we have so many great uh folks starting restaurants and there's even a couple more just that are opening soon that i've heard of that are are fantastic so again all part of that entrepreneurial spirit that i think is so great to see right now but we love um, getting out and frequenting those places and filling our bellies. And spring's around the corner. Oh, yes. So uh, I think there'll be a lot of visits to the parks mm -hmm. and outdoor things yeah. in our near and, future. And especially now that, you know, things are starting to open up a little bit mm -hmm. and uh, people know what's safe and what's not safe. It, it'll be great to see some of the events this summer. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that return to, to normalcy. Yes, definitely. So Evan, we, um, I feel like we were doing a lot of talking kind of about professional Evan, mm -hmm. um, as far as like personal Evan, um, what are some of the things that you like to enjoy doing in your free time? Well, I, I do enjoy watching movies. I am a film buff, Okay, um, but especially well, documentaries. Okay, I documentaries. love documentaries. Um, I do enjoy fiction stuff too. I started watching the series on Apple TV called Severance, which is really intriguing. And, okay. it's, and it's about, oddly enough, professional uh, hats that people wear and how they manage that and work-life balance, that whole thing. Adding that to the list. Yeah. Yes, do you watch that, Kylie? I don't. No? I'm, I'm usually pretty on top of things with yeah. Apple TV too. It's but a little it's okay. dark and kind of dystopian. So, oh. you know, uh. if you're not. I, I feel like sometimes people give warnings like that, like <laughs> like Evan doesn't want to be judged if we watch it. Like, Man, this is a downer. Yeah, what? Evan suggested this. <laughs> dark. <laughs> Are there any documentaries that you think that we need to make sure that we check out? Any oh, that you've man. seen recently that you were just like, this is amazing. Yeah. Um, there, there's so many right now and any platform you watch, it's flooded with them. I love ones that are, I guess they'd call like um, cinema verite, which is where 
there's not really a narrator necessarily. It's not like um, uh, PBS style. It's more just kind of fly on the wall watching life happen. Oh, okay. Um, but there is one on Netflix called My Octopus Teacher. I think a lot of people have seen that one. <laughs> That's yeah. been recommended. Yeah. That's a great yeah. one. I think um, Scott ha- shed a few tears on that I one. Think so, I think yeah. he shared with us. That one's one great. Uh, a little bit older, but also referencing politics again. Knock Down the House is fantastic if you haven't seen that. Also a really good encourager for anyone who is thinking about running for office. Kind of okay. shows what the process is like. Okay. Um, political documentaries are probably my favorite, but also maybe a little bit of a, um, I don't know, forbidden uh, favorite thing to indulge in, I guess. It feels <laughs> one, one of <laughs> my day and age. One of my first favorite documentaries was uh, The War Room. Yes. Oh, poli- my goodness. I mean, speaking of political Love documentaries. That's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and I assume you've seen Documentary Now. I haven't. Oh, my goodness. So doc- this is where we get really down the rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I love it. So IFC has a series called Documentary Now where they do parodies of documentaries including not so recent ones like the war room and the war room parody is absolutely hilarious i'm I'm writing it down i was gonna say we are i'm keeping a list oh my gosh (laughs) okay i yeah i'm an ifc fan so documentary now portlandia some of those quirky Mm -hmm. things Mm -hmm. i I enjoy so it's a lot of tv (laughs) what um do you read or are there podcasts that you listen to that you would yeah. suggest besides of course where we landed i'm a i'm an avid where we landed fan I've we li- need a name for our for our listeners L- landers Land- <laughs> yeah uh, pilots uh, oh, pilots <laughs> <laughs> the wwl crew where we, yeah <laughs> Where are we? I'll have to think about that. Yeah. Some fun I, I trust that you'll, you'll come up with some <laughs> great ideas. Um, so. I love audiobooks. I love listening to um, different ones. I'm in the middle of this one book right now, Shouting at the Fire by Dante Stewart, which is about um, a black man's experience in America. Um, I believe he calls it an American epistle. Um, love podcasts. Uh Especially when I had a longer commute to work, of course, I was <laughs> always listening to things. I love 99% Invisible is probably my favorite podcast of mm-hmm. all time. Uh, it's about anything even tangentially related to design, um, how we design our public lives, private lives, material things, immaterial things, whatever. Um, there's another nerdy one called 22, I think it's 20,000 Hertz is the name of it which is the range of human hearing. So it has to do with anything related to sound and the science of sound, um, which is really fun. But again, super nerdy. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think of a non-nerdy one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I have no knowledge to contribute to any of that. <laughs> I find myself regularly going, and that's why I hired you. <laughs> <laughs> Don't know how to do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like um, scrolling someone's um, podcast tells it tells you a story about them. That oh, yeah. <laughs> there, okay, so one non-nerdy one I just started listening to is called Lore. I don't know if you've heard of that one. It's hmm. it's mostly true stories that kind of then have impacted the narratives that come out, whether it's kind ah. of ghost stories or mm-hmm. kind of spooky stories or 
um, things just a little bit off the normal path of life. So it's it's very interesting. I'm looking right now. I have one that's kind of like that, um, and it's specific to um, Scottish lore. Mm. And it's like the they dive into the true story of where those particular like fairy tales okay. and stuff like that come from. So how did we get to that fairy tale? And they kind of nerd back on the history. That's See, I love that. stuff like that. Yeah. Anything that gets to the root of where something came from. Is- yeah. And it's specific to, cause I'm Scottish specific to yeah. the Scottish heritage, but now, I'll find it for you. Correctly. You're an outlander fan. Right? I am an outlander <laughs> fan and I read the books. <laughs> oh man. I'm so, not numbered here. <laughs> yeah. So we got another season coming soon. I haven't, I kind of, once they got to the U S I'm like, meh, I know that history <laughs> and I kind of quit watching it. Um, yeah. but I've read the books. So. I, I have not read the books or watched the show, but my wife is a big fan. Yeah. So I yeah. am I'm too attached. I've, I've done neither. Alicia loaned me the books, but. Yeah, um, I think I still have them. You do. I. Oh. <laughs> the I only reason I know that is, be- well, they're my mother's. Oh. So what's interesting about that is I went home and to my parents' house and said, oh my gosh, mom, you love this Scottish show. I just started watching it, blah, blah, blah. And because my mom and I are both into historical romance type shows mm-hmm. and that type of thing. She goes, that sounds really like a book that I've read and she keeps all of her books. Right. So they have this mini library. So she's digging in her library and she's like, here, it's a four book series. And she hands it to me. It literally the first books outlander. And I'm like, Oh my God, this is the the thing. So the first four books are hers. And then this, I bought then the second four books. So the second four books are mine. There's okay. eight my, total. My, I think I just have the first four. You do only have the first four. <laughs> Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but then there's like two or three spinoff books oh. too. There's one about John Gray specifically. Oh, and oh, wow. I got, I'm like, I've got other stuff to read. I feel like such an outlander outsider. Uh huh. Yeah. It's, Wait. No, thanks. That was a very weak pun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that it still deserves, oh, we love that jokes and puns. <laughs> My parents are huge Outlander fans too. It must be a generational thing as well because they are they are such committed fans. They then went to visit Scotland mm-hmm. and they had their wedding rings made Done. after the rings in the book. I mean, they mm-hmm. they man, if there was an Outlander That's trivia crazy. night, I would invite them in a heartbeat. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're on my team. We haven't gotten that far. I got fascinated by it because with the family heritage of that area and stuff like that. So that's why I was initially nerded out. But then when they got to the U.S., I'm like, meh. <laughs> <laughs> oh look it's the revolution <laughs> isn't that interesting like, oh it's gonna get messy i bet somebody's gonna die and they're gonna get separated <laughs> isn't that every book exactly yes. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never, i haven't even read it or watched it <laughs> yeah i got i got the general concept yep. I, think I, I think i know where this is going <laughs> yeah <laughs> they well. get together they get mad they get separated they get back together uh, and they go to a different trouble. country <laughs> oh, yeah she's in trouble somewhere spoiler spoiler her. alert yeah. Send yep. her to a different timeline. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we yeah. went down a rabbit hole yeah, there. We did. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Little ADD. <laughs> um, so we've talked about podcasts. We talked about TV. Um, what Elliot is 13. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh, I still can't believe it, but yes. He walked in here the other day and I was like, oh my gosh, it's Evan. Right. <laughs> and he's taller than me now too. Yeah, he's he's uh he's becoming a, a full tall person. I don't know how they do that. What what is what's he into? 
he is into man. He's been into everything from Minecraft mm. to he's trying to learn how to code right now. He has ideas of making his own games and some mm. plans there. So um, we've actually been looking at that. And uh, my wife, Megan, has been working on doing some coding education programs here in the community, too. Um, at Larksong, they have some things they've been piloting. So cool. Um, yeah, it's a whole family uh, activity <laughs> trying out some of these new coding things. So yeah, I'll cool. say we talked with uh, Amy Pearson on our show not too long ago, and the business she actually is known for was started from just finding something around her son who had, you know, an issue right. with, yeah. you know, sensitive skin and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So to see yet another, you know, opportunity where someone's growing a product to meet a need that's unmet for their own child. It's mm -hmm. kind of interesting to have that little bit of a connection. Mm -hmm. um, so we asked about Evan, or we asked about uh, Elliot. <laughs> My bad. Little Evan. Little Evan. Evan. Oh. Mini me. Yeah. <laughs> so what about Bella? Yeah, what well, is you, she into? Well, she would probably love it if you just had her as a guest on the oh. show. <laughs> Maybe we do need to have uh, Bella on the show. She, I love her, by the way. Everything <laughs> she's into right now is riddles. And she will come up with oh, wow. some riddles. I think she sees them somewhere. And then, uh, what? Tell her joke. The joke. Uh, oh, that was, well, that was not hers. Oh. So that was your my niece. niece. Uh, That's who, right. Yeah, my niece. Yes, <laughs> Sorry, she had a joke that has is my favorite joke. Okay, well, let's you hear it. Tell it. And I yeah. still have yet to tell it to just about anybody that laughed. Although I think Alicia laughed. I laughed. Okay. Right. Keep in mind, this came from a six year old. All right. So you may need right. to the ready. Why did the dog lay an egg? I don't know why. Um, because it had a chicken up its butt. Hot. <laughs> <laughs> Now that deserves the red shot. Iris is naturally <laughs> laughing. <laughs> it's more of a groan than a laugh. I can't yeah. wait to tell Leo. He's yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, that, no, that is true. Every yeah. kid that I've told that yes. joke to has thought it was amazing. Yes. So it, I think it's. I feel really judged right at <laughs> <laughs> Every kid, Annalise. Annalise. <laughs> well, you know. Yeah, okay, so, so back riddle, to Bella. Riddles and jokes. Yeah, everything. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they're. Man, they have some crazy things they come up with. That's fun. Yeah. She seems like um, a, a performer. Like she, she is. She takes um, she takes dance over at Faith in Motion, and she's doing gymnastics at Mid-America. Um, she loves moving and dancing and creating her own dances and <laughs> choreographing things <laughs> with her friends and cousins. And um, They'll work on something for months and be like, okay, guys, you ready for the performance? And we're like, of course, <laughs> yes. And then, you know, they have this whole routine that they've been working on unbeknownst to us for a, a while. It's a boring hmm. So an, another job responsibility you have is a chauffeur. Sounds like you're driving all mm. over the place to take kids places too. Yeah. That's, well, a, that's a fun phase of life, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you have a life of your own. Oh, okay. Oh, I guess. And you can't drive yourself right. to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, they're, they're at a great age. It's really neat to, you know, you're at that point where you are becoming friends with them as well as their parents and you kind of see them becoming who they're going to be. And it's just fun. So if you walk into Evan's office at the United Way, I think you'll learn really, really quickly that there is a famous person that has influenced you over your life. Do you want to share sure. a little bit about that? Yeah, there, there is. It has. Yeah, you have pointed out there is a little bit of Fred Rogers memorabilia. In, uh, in there. Yes. So, yeah, there's there's a lot to like about 
Mr. Rogers. Um, (laughs) I'm a big fan. So again, speaking of books, uh, it was, I think last year I read his biography that came out. Um, If there's a specific name to it, I forget uh, exactly what it is, but it's the only time a biography has been written on him because he actually, while he was alive, he wouldn't let anyone, he didn't Hmm. want his um, story to be in the spotlight. Um, but it just came out a couple of years ago. Uh, maybe won't you be my neighbor or something? I think it's something. Something be my neighbor. Obviously, or, yeah. What did you think of Tom Hanks' portrayal of? I thought it was really good. I thought it was just too. Another reason to love Tom Hanks <laughs> even more. Right? Yeah, I, I yeah, really Hanks like that film. Great. Yeah, I don't know who else they could have cast to do that. Um, but also, if you haven't seen the "Won't You Be My Neighbor" documentary, mm-hmm. that is an essential documentary to see, um, and it really. Uh, shed some light on it. I think what I really appreciated about um, Fred, and I think we were talking about this mm-hmm. the other day, was he started out going to seminary um, and studied theology and, you know, how to make the world a better place that way. And, you know, when you finish seminary, you're given a parish or a church or a congregation. And he said, you know, I kind of have a crazy idea. What if my congregation, my flock is my TV audience? And they said, you know, that, let's try it. Let's see what happens. And sure enough, he impacted the lives of hundreds of thousands of maybe millions of kids mm-hmm. um, in a positive way. So I really, I really like uh, like him. So yeah, you'll even see with that. creepy puppets, the puppets were definitely creepy. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that is but did we think undeniable. they were creepy when we were no? Little? I, didn't I did. <laughs> So. Especially the witchy one. You didn't think the lady. No, with the I love. I loved every Me second too. of Mister Rogers. Yeah, still do. The name of the book was uh, "The Good Neighbor: The Life and Work yes. of Fred Rogers," and it's a it's a huge, exhaustive tome. But it was very interesting. There was actually a lot of um, similarities that I related to in his childhood um, that kind of made me compassionate towards him and some of the struggles he went through and. Um, it's just really fascinating. So Very cool. Well, Evan, we are so grateful that you've been here. This time just flew by. I can't believe we are at the close. And this has been great, just learning more about you. We're excited about the work that you're going to be doing at the United yeah, Way. Yeah, a lot um, of good things you coming. You and Alicia are going to be doing some really cool stuff. So I'm excited to see it. Uh, we're fans. I speak for all of us. Yep. <laughs> We're fans. Yep. Uh, we're cheering for you. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Please uh, tune in next week. We'll have another episode on Thursday. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, um, and we will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Today's podcast was engineered by Kyra Montero of Frequency Canvas.